Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up presented by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Mellow Big Country with you. Going to take you through the world of pretty much just football and a little bit of golf. But that's it's football season. I even tried. I sat down this morning and I was thinking last night, like, we, we said we were going to talk about basketball and baseball. I just can't get into it right now. I, I don't blame you. When honestly. September rolls around, everything else checks out. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. It, it, the NBA is going to start back in like a month. Yeah. Probably won't even talk about that until after Christmas. Uh, there's no need to because nothing's really going to matter. I mean, really the only news is, hey, John Wall might be signing an extension with the Houston Rockets. Mel, you said it yesterday before we even started recording. Thought that was the plan the entire time that, since he's been there. Yeah. That's basketball talk for you. Uh, baseball? It's still hey, uh, happening. It's September. Hey, I'm closer to that championship round in the old fantasy baseball league. You are like the one guy still left playing fantasy baseball. Me and my buddies from college. I feel yeah. like you are, yeah. Me and my two buddies from college and one of my buddies' brother. <laughs> and it's like, that's it. I'm also screwed because this dude has tremendous pitching. And, and that's what I, it is. With fantasy baseball, It's you have to check it every day. Mm-hmm. Well, you right now, store all my these guys pitchers are... On your, roster they're in like pitch like on pitch count so they get like 76 pitches through five innings that's it i get 14 to 20 points mm-hmm. my other buddy's getting 48 points from old ray from the toronto blue jays the toronto blue yep. jays if you just look at fantasy best team in baseball yeah look at it realistically i don't know fantasy though them guys are hitting the piss out of the ball i got three other players on my team all of them just cranking it. <laughs> you could barely name them. Yeah. But then there <laughs> is not Vlad Jr. Nope. <laughs> These other uh, And I don't have my guys. phone to look at it. <laughs> right? And that was talking baseball. Yep. <laughs> talking just, fantasy baseball. <laughs> hey, send me some good vibes. You know, pray to the fantasy baseball gods to help me out because. Hey, the Blue is, Jays are in second place in the American League East. And I can tell you what. They're, they're matching that in fantasy. Yeah. So... I said we were going to talk about this. Now we are. Now we're going to talk about baseball. I bet baseball. you give me their opening lineup, and I'll tell you which ones are on my team. I don't even want to try to read through them, honestly. <laughs> I know one's the Garrell. His brother plays for the uh-huh. Astros. Um, Bichette. Yeah. Bo. And, yep. And then I don't the other one. I think he's a shortstop. You have three. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I, I just went through the drafts. I was like, I need this position, this position. They've all been pretty good. Another guy got Salvador Perez. Yeah, also been good. I'll tell you, we used to talk a little bit more baseball when we were doing radio. We haven't yet. The last time I checked, the Red Sox were like running away with the AL East. Yeah. They're in third place now. <laughs> so much has happened. What the hell happened? We thought the Cardinals season was over. They're fighting for the uh, the last spot. In, I know. In the playoffs. Uh, our buddy Rob Forrest, who does a radio show, it used to be after us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've still been tuning into his show every day. And he was saying last night, like, the Cardinals are back in the wild card hunt. And I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You stop watching baseball for, like, three weeks. You realize your team sucks. And then you tune back in one day. The whole thing has changed. Yep. It's like Royals, I know nothing anymore. The Royals, 500 at home. Not on the year, 
at home. So you've been going to Kaufman. You're either getting a win or a loss. That's about it. Yeah, usually. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it works out. Hey, look at that. No shit. Yeah, but uh, that's baseball. Clearly, we've been following it very, very closely. I just – I haven't. When The Royals aren't good. I haven't been keeping up with too many of the storylines other than, like, Salvador Perez crushing home runs, mm-hmm. Vlad Jr. and Shohei Otani. Those are honestly the only storylines that I've been – even remotely keeping track of. Yep. And Salvador Perez, I believe the record is 44. He's at 43 right now. But the record of 44 is the most home runs hit in a season by a catcher. Yeah. So he's one away from tying it. I did see that That like when you get into the fine details, like it, he has to be playing catcher that day. Or that oh. home run doesn't count. And he's had a lot of days at DH. So it's like... That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like we know he's a catcher. Yeah. But I get it. He's been playing a lot of days... At DH, but he is still having a phenomenal season. He's crushing home runs left and right. I think he hit another one last night, yep. and he leads the league in RBIs. Love so I it. mean, one of the greatest seasons a Royal has ever had. And I think if you throw George Brett out just because he's an outlier, uh, Salvador Perez might be the second best Royal ever. One hundred percent. Not a great history. Now <laughs> we have, but after George, at least Brett. we got him right now. Big. Exactly. Uh, let's do talk some football, though, because we do have NFL football on tonight. This sneaks up on me every Thursday. Yep. I know we're like two weeks in, but <laughs> historically, it sneaks up on me, and I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, there's football on <laughs> uh, Thursday let's night go. football. It does. It sneaks up on me, but uh, here, prepared for it this week. And what a just traditional Thursday night football game. They'll get you week one with one you're excited about. Yeah. Week two through 18 now. Usually kind of a dog shit matchup. And that's what we get tonight. Uh, Sorry if you are a fan of the New York Giants or the Washington football team. It's just not a primetime game. No, I would like to see the Washington football team play a better better team right now. You know, in week two. Now, the Giants... We don't even know if Saquon's really going to be playing this week. Exactly. Yeah, I know you were talking about him for your fantasy lineup. He's listed as questionable. Yeah. And that would scare me enough that I would probably put him on my bench. So you need to adjust your rosters. It's Thursday. That'll sneak up on you. Uh, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't play I, questionable and against this defense. Exactly. Like against this defense anyway is going to be tough for him. But now that he has been officially listed as questionable as of when we're recording this at about 10 a.m. Central time, it's just I think it's too much of a risk. Try to find yourself another running back. I know that I went in and tried to put in a waiver claim on Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. from the 49ers, and apparently so did everyone else. But I, there are going to be some <laughs> lucky people out there that get him. Depends on which league you're looking at, because I went to that pretty quick. Yeah, I, I I did earlier in the week, too. Clearly didn't put that one out there for everyone <laughs> to hear, but yeah, I, I did. I also hate kind of the waiver wire. Like, why wait? Just Can I get the player or not? It, I that, get it, but just mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things where like you should almost be rewarded for Paying attention to him. Yeah, but then you're going to have some people who's like, well, I, I go to freaking work all day. Yeah. I don't just I'm get sorry. to sit in an office. Hey, yeah. I'm working too. You also this is just part of my work. You can catch an L because you're not <laughs> as dedicated to your fantasy football team. Our league used to be set up that way to where uh, if you were the first one in, it didn't matter. We didn't have a waiver wire. Mm-hmm. It was just first come, first serve. And I do kind of like that. But also, I missed out on a lot of players 
because I was teaching at the time. Yeah. It's like I can't be on my fantasy roster. Like I'll <laughs> I'll tweet and do some other things that I'm maybe not supposed to, but like fantasy football was taking the backest of seats. You just be like, hey Johnny, hold up. I know you got a question about your math homework. I gotta set my lineup. F off for a second. You know what's really funny is that we used to always joke about, you know, everybody uses that boy that uh Johnny just hold yeah. up. I had one. Actually named Johnny. Actually named Johnny and held up to every stereotype of that child. <laughs> and we would. We'd be like, oh, man, we have that kid. We have little Johnny who's yeah. just a little rambunctious. I liked him. He's he's a nice kid. Mm-hmm. Would not shut up <laughs> at all. Like So it's such a fine line when you're teaching of, man, I, I like you, but you got to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you can have those conversations with those kids. I did uh, pick up Elijah Mitchell in our our main league, and our like the league we're in together. Yep. So you got him on the waiver wire before me, then. Yes, I did. Thank you to the waiver wire. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not on radio. What the f? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Thursday night game. I'm gonna watch it. I'm not super excited about it, but there are I think things to watch for in this one that will make it exciting. It's a division. I, kind of rivalry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's one of the like main ones, but anybody in the NFC East playing each other, they seem to kind of hate each other. So that will make it worth your while. And also, uh, we've been hearing a lot and saying a lot about this Washington defense and how good they could potentially be. One of the biggest question marks for the Giants, that offensive line. Yep. Uh, we're going to find out a lot about that offensive line tonight. Uh, some guys might even lose their jobs off of this one. But I'm not like a, I don't want to come across as a Giants hater. I just don't really like the direction that they're going and some of the moves that they've made. We'll see what happens with Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, you've liked Daniel Jones in the past. I've rooted for him That's, a little bit. I've learned how to change that. I've been rooting for him to be good. Rooting for him. Yep. Yeah. He was one of those guys where hated him coming out of the draft. Everyone turned on him. And then I jumped on the bandwagon, yeah. but now I'm off. Like but I, I feel, don't think he's good at football. The way the way I feel about him is the way I feel about Carson Wentz in a way. It was just like you need the help around you, and if you don't got it, you're not going to be very good. I feel like that's for anybody. Like yeah, you can be a decent quarterback, right. but if you never get any time to throw, and every defensive player that hits the ball directly out of your hands is right in front of you. Yeah, your fumbles are going to be very, very high. And that's been one of his big yep. things. And, and I we've feel, talked about it before with the turnovers. For it, me, a turnover is a turnover. Yeah. I heard Cowherd the other day defending Lamar Jackson. I was like, well, at least he's not throwing interceptions late. It's like, dude, he fumbled twice late. <laughs> that's a turnover. Yep. Like, if you fumble and you recover it, that's not a turnover. I'm actually, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. But usually, it's a 50-50 chance. Well, I feel like recover or losing those. When things. it happens to Daniel Jones, the ball gets knocked out, and then there's another defensive player that just wipes him out of the play, so he doesn't even get mm-hmm. a chance to recover the football. Yep. And I feel bad for this offensive line. First two weeks, you played Denver with Von Miller coming back in his like debut. Like, hey, I was out last year. Uh, can't wait to tear you guys up this week. And then next, you play the Washington Football Team, where there's four first rounders on that defensive line. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, another one, Jamon Davis mm-hmm. at linebacker. Too. I mean, really, there's a reason why everybody has been talking about the Washington defense. I do still think they're a little bit more hype than uh, production so far, but, I mean, it, it could come, uh, definitely. And with Chase Young, uh, you have to wonder like how many times he could get after the quarterback tonight. Now, I would, I mean, set the line at you know a sack and a half, one and a half sacks tonight. I'd take the over on that. 
Yeah, I bet he gets two or three. Honestly. I mean, if, if you put it at pressures, I mean, that's even. Well, he's going to get a ton of five. Those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's very likely. I mean, that l- Giants offensive line, it just has not been solid. But also on the other side of the football for Washington, uh, they did lose Fitzpatrick. He's going to be out for a while. And now they turn their attention to Taylor Heineke. I know that this was a guy you were very excited about to see play this year. Mm-hmm. I thought they would eventually maybe give him some reps. Now he's going to get them in week two. Uh, that's another reason why I'll be like watching the game, like things to watch for me during the game. I do want to see what Taylor Heineke can do. I, I liked what he did last year. Now it's uh, do it again. Yeah. And, you know, with the Giants having a little bit of time to even prepare for him and know kind of what he's about, we'll see. There are so many guys that come in the league and you get that first year where, you know, you get like six weeks and people really haven't figured you out yet at the quarterback position. Now you've got a little bit of game tape on Heineke. You can kind of see what's happening with him, his style of play. And defensive coordinators can find ways to probably shut him down if they need to. Or he's going to ball out. Yeah. And, he, you know, I, I kind of like the storyline of I hope he takes over. I hope he does I ball do out. I do too. Because I don't I, know if it'll happen, but I, I'm rooting for it. I 100% am as well because the one thing I like about this guy is he's not timid at all. Like He's not scared to push the ball down the field. He knows when to use his legs to, you know, to go get a touchdown. We saw that last year. He's super aggressive. And the fact that he's going to put pressure on the defense. Now, granted, it is the New York Giants defense. They are better than they have been lately, but still, it's it's the Giants right now. Okay, just it yep. is what it is. But this is a guy who I think can eventually take over that job if he doesn't throw it away. I feel like you could say that about almost any quarterback. I understand that, but this kid, I, it's just something different, and I don't know what it is. But like that play that to Terry McLaurin, where he has that incredible catch, and it was all over social media this last weekend. Right, it was like, oh my god, how did he catch that and stay in bounds? I didn't realize that that was Heineke that threw that football. Yeah. Very, very close to being intercepted, but the fact that he's willing to push the ball down the field and put it in spots like that for his guys to go make a play, he's been reaping the rewards of it more than he's been punished. So it's like, keep rolling with that. It, and you have Antonio Gibson at running back. Your offensive yep. line is questionable, but if you have Heineke making plays and he can use his legs as a factor as well, something to be excited about in Washington. And for Washington, I think they're another one of those teams who really has a good foundation in place outside of the quarterback. Yeah, and so, I like their receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. they have, they I, have I the speed, too. the size, the route running ability in Terry McLaurin. Like, you have to respect every single one of them because one of them could just pop off and you don't know yeah. who it's going to be. Diami Brown is the guy they drafted in the third round out of North Carolina. I was a fan of his. Jarrett Patterson coming out of Buffalo. He was a guy that I loved watching, mm-hmm. and he's getting his chance now. I do. I think that Washington's pretty loaded outside of the quarterback position. The problem – that's the most important position in football. <laughs> yeah. So you can have everything in place and still be a really bad football team. And, you know, the betting line on this one, the spread is it's pretty close. Right now, Washington's at a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the NFL spreads, they're just going to be close. But I am taking Washington to win this game and to cover that spread. Uh, I think that they can I think they can put up enough points with Heineke getting the ball to, you know, a Gibson or McLaurin or even Logan Thomas at tight end is also mm-hmm. really good. That Giants pass rush doesn't scare me, but it, it also could be solid. Uh, I they mean, do have some guys up there. 
it, and this is going to be another full game of Taylor Heineke starting. So maybe there are some mistakes, and they can you know mm-hmm. mix up some coverages and confuse them, keep them in you know behind the line of scrimmage, and get a couple sacks here for the Giants, and maybe force some turnovers that way as well. So I am going to take Washington at the three and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this by full touchdown. The over under being set at forty and a half. That's so damn low. I'm taking the under though. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> expecting this to be a high scoring game at all. I think I probably will too. I, I'm not putting any money on this game. I actually don't like to bet NFL games. College, I'll do it. NFL games, I don't. I just those spreads are so good. They're so accurate. I feel like people lose a lot of money betting NFL games. Oh yeah. There are what sixteen games at most every. I feel people have been losing a lot of money in college games this year as well. Like Ohio State, Oregon. You're looking at one of them right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we'll get to some of those uh, college football games in our next segment as well. But I'm going to take the under. That's so low, but I just don't think that these teams are going to score a lot of points. The Washington defense is very good. The Giants defense is okay. And with Heineke starting at quarterback, I don't think Washington puts up a lot of points. I mean, and even like just doing some simple math here, Vegas is betting on one of these teams not scoring 20 points tonight. I, I think it might be tough for both of them. This could be like a, a 17-13 win yeah. for Washington tonight, which would cover the spread. Like that's there's my official pick on the score. <laughs> I think it's going to be probably a pretty slow game, maybe even a little bit boring to watch. But, you know, it's a Thursday night, football's on. I'll be watching it for sure. Yeah. Uh, another question that I had in this one is better uniforms because that is a solid strategy on picking <laughs> NFL games. Laugh at it or not. I like the Washington uniforms. I'm also very eager for them to finally pick a name and stick with it, even if it is the football team. Like I, I don't care. It's not my team, so really I don't uh, really have a strong opinion on it regardless. But I also am in the like probably minority on this one. I don't like the numbers on the helmet. What'd you just say? I'm in the minority of this one. Okay. You said minority, and it really threw me. F- I thought that's how you really meant it. <laughs> so now I realize it's just a little mistake. I was going to be like, uh, let's back that up real quick. <laughs> All right, minority. Gotcha. So you like the Washington football team then as a name? I'm okay with it. I really I've don't definitely care. gotten used to it. it. I think that's my problem is that I am like, I'm comfortable with it now. Mm-hmm. So now if they keep it, like that's fine. The and Red honestly, Wolves, though. I was but I was gonna say like some of the other names they floated out there. I know they released like a you know, what was it, like eight team names that they Yeah. They released eight and they're like, We're gonna pick from three of I them. I think it was or like whatever. the Red Wolves, the Guardians. Did they have the Red Tails on there? They didn't. That was the one that I liked was the yeah. Red Tails. And they're like, they won't do it. No. I I love the Red Wolves though. That's mm-hmm. I think that's just I think if you're gonna pick one, that should I mean, could you imagine Probably like the it. wolves howling as like you like as a stadium noise? Oh, <laughs> wasn't there I freaking love that shit? Wasn't there one? There were a lot that were political. I don't remember. I really. I, well, the red wolves was just go to Urban Dictionary and look that one up. Yep, apparently that's a thing. Yeah, um, but the other ones were like the president and stuff. Like I, I don't like those. Yeah, the like even the Washington Nationals. The I mean, senators. That's boring. Do they have the senators or was that their XFL team? I think that was one that was on the list of eight. Okay. But, but I don't like that one either. Like, I don't want the political name. Like, I think that's... No, I think they're boring. Yeah. Uh, was the Commanders one? I don't know. It I should have, been. like, looked up the list, but I didn't. But if they're going to choose a new one, I the Red Wolves would probably be 
Either the stay the Washington football team or go Red Wolves, mm-hmm. and just because you get to keep the colors, and I think that's going to be a huge part of it. We all know that. Yeah, and keep Dan the Snyder numbers came on the out helmet. and said that I'm, too. I've become a huge fan of the numbers on the helmet. Yeah, you like it. I've right? been vocal about hating it because, like with Alabama, I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Now it's like it's tradition. With Washington, yeah, it's not that bad. I don't know. There's just something about them that I don't like. I think it's the they yellow. don't have a stripe. You're a big stripe dude on the helmet. I think they do have a stripe though. I don't think so. I think I it's just a solid. Oh yeah, that's right. They took it off for yeah. some. So. Maybe re-add the stripes. <laughs> God damn it! I'm a big stripe guy. Stripes on the helmet look <laughs> yeah. better. Um, maybe re-add the stripes and keep the numbers. Let's see the Red Wolves logo first, or whatever they choose. Yeah, because yeah. that Red Wolves logo could look pretty sick on. The if side it is of the Washington football team, you almost like have to keep the the yeah. numbers on the helmet though. Just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think you're throwing a W on that that helmet. Like you could, but I, I feel like they yeah, would probably be, just stick with it. I mean, you could, but you also know if you lose a game, everyone's going to Photoshop that W to an L mm. real quick. Yeah, but I, I even do kind of like the uniqueness of the football team. I know it's very like soccer, and a lot of people weren't like a fan of that. I I kind of am. I mean, if you if you just decide to be the football team and you're winning football games and you're winning your division, people's going to be like, "Who won? The football team." Yeah. No shit. I, it's so <laughs> weird calling them the football team, so I almost always say Washington, which is also another like confusing thing because we've talked about it before. It's like, is it Washington State or is it Washington D.C.? Hey, I can admit now, I didn't know it was like Washington D.C. for the longest time. For how long? Up until about maybe my freshman year of high school. I was really hoping you'd be like last six week. months ago, <laughs> yeah. yeah, two years ago. I was like, wait, why are you guys going east? They're way over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't know for a long time, but I, I was a child and was very confused. But I mean, a lot of people who just get into football are probably confused too, because when you're talking about going to Washington D.C., no one says like, yeah, I'll be in Washington this weekend. No, you say you're going to be in D.C. Exactly, and so. Even the D.C. Red Wolves sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think they would get away from no. the Washington thing. But, it, like, honestly, all this talk about it, they're probably just going to keep it the Washington football team. That or they're going to pick something else, so we're just going to go, you messed up a good thing. Yeah. Should have just stuck with it. <laughs> or it'll be, Yeah, or it'll be something really bad. It won't be the Wolves. It won't be the football team. It'll be that third one. It's like, ugh. Missed again. Idiots. <laughs> Missed again. In uh, other, a little bit of news with the NFL, Urban Meyer, his name has been tied to that USC job. We were talking about how things had kind of died off with it. The hype train was slowing down. Yesterday, Urban Meyer did come out and say, no chance. He's not taking that job. Uh, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And with Urban Meyer, like my opinion didn't change on it. My take didn't change on it based on hearing him say it. I'll like, believe it, it almost, when I see it. Like it, it almost like pushed my opinion the other way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he said Didn't he's he... not taking it. Now I know he is. Did he say that about the Ohio State job too? Um, well, he said he was gonna retire from Florida and he was like ninety nine percent sure he was done with football. Mm. Then he went to Ohio State. Like a year later, right? He gave <laughs> then it a he went year to pause. Jacksonville. Jesus. So I mean that's just such coach speak. Too. Like, oh, there's no chance. Even we were talking about Fickle and Franklin. Of like, oh, I haven't talked to anyone. Yeah, we know. Your agent is. <laughs> or, you know, Nick Saban a couple of years ago was like, I will not be the football coach at Alabama when he was with the Dolphins. The last time I checked in on college football, Nick Saban is dominant at Alabama. So, I mean, for right now, is there no chance? But 
we'll, we'll see what happens when they lose five, six more games. <laughs> yeah. And he can't take that stress. And he's if looking he, at uh, Southern California. If he has another one of those like lightheaded moments where he takes a knee and his face looks all bloodshot and it's about to pop off his body, he's going to USC. I mean, he can't do that again, though. Like, he might. But like, you can't claim bad health, and that's why you're leaving the NFL to go to USC. Like, at some point, he's just going to have to own it and say, Yep, didn't like it here, going to USC. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, this was not what I expected. I'm going back to college football. Really, like that's the only take that he should have on it. I just, I don't understand why he even went to the NFL, to be honest. I mean, it's week, after one week, and we're already questioning it. I'm like, why are you doing it? I, I don't know if they're going to, like, what games they will win. Looking at it, they and I don't know what, week one. And I don't know what he thought, too, coming in. Like, granted, yes, it should have been the Texans. I guess yep. we just forgot about how dangerous Tyrod Taylor can be at times. That's what Baker Mayfield said. Exactly. A lot of people aren't giving him his credit. And I, I actually kind of agree with Baker on that one, too, because we didn't get to see him last year. Yeah. You know, he played one week with the Chargers, then had the, the lung, lung issue. <laughs> and so, really, like, we didn't get a solid look at him. Uh, before the Chargers, he was with the Browns. They had just taken Baker Mayfield number one overall. So, and he didn't have, a like, very a long good team. leash yeah. right, with that team. So maybe uh, we all have been sleeping on him and not giving Tyrod the respect that you deserve. Segment number two of the show brought to you by Gunspot. Go visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. I know that we've been out there. Oh, I've been out there. Have you been out? I haven't, no. You have not been out there to... I just uh, want to hop in the tank and shoot some guns. Right, they've got some cool stuff out there. I don't think the tank is on the website. I don't think they have the pew-pew guns. I think they got the bang, 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 bang guns. Exactly. And you can find that at gunspot.com. Next up, Miners of Monroe. Not going bang, bang, bang there. They'll just have you walking out looking fresh. But after you leave there, you could definitely bang, bang, bang because you look better. Ooh. <laughs> you know what he's talking about. Minersmonroe.com. Be sure to visit them and at checkout, use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. All right, segment number two. We're going to get into some college football on a Thursday. Our Fridays are so loaded with NFL. Uh, pick'ems. It's so much easier to just run through the NFL schedule, pick all those games. We'll save that one for Friday. But did want to get into some of these college football games. We kind of missed it last week, but there are some good ones. This week we're going to have Alabama at Florida, which is definitely a game to watch. You're getting into these SEC play now. And Alabama traveling to Florida. Florida with their two quarterbacks that they're going to be playing this weekend. Uh, I was looking at this one. I was looking at some betting odds. And I I've been burned by Oklahoma once, or sorry, not Oklahoma, Alabama already once this year. I took Miami to cover the spread. That didn't happen. And now the spread at Florida, in Gainesville, at the Swamp, is 15.5 for Alabama. That's a big spread. And I'm actually going to take Alabama to cover that spread. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice of betting on someone to cover the spread. I think this is a typical Nick Saban game where he's probably been telling his own players all week, you're not that good. (laughs) Don't listen to all these sports takes or these Twitter comments of everybody praising Bryce Young and his defense and all the weapons we have. That Florida team's really good, and it's hard to go into the swamp and win. So, I mean, he'll do that. He'll he'll tell you, don't buy into the rat poison. And – it seems like this is going to be one of those games where that message comes through. And Alabama absolutely rolls Florida, a team that I do actually kind of like. I do like the quarterbacks that they have there. Emory Jones has 
been the starter for two games so far. He struggled a little bit. He has two touchdowns to four interceptions against some not good opponents. And then they also have this other uh, second-year quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who, I mean, he's out there wearing number 15 for Florida, and he's playing quarterback. They have to think pretty highly of him. He's been really good so far. And I think Dan Mullen at Florida has even been buying into a little bit of that Nick Saban strategy of like, hey, kid's not that good yet. He, he's even quoted us saying things like, ah, he went out there, he made a lot of mistakes. He missed this read. He missed this uh, coverage check. So I, I think we see both of these quarterbacks play for Florida. I wouldn't be surprised even if we see Florida move to Richardson after this game if he can play well. He's definitely going to need it, but I have Alabama covering that big spread on this one. That was going to be my question is can one of these quarterbacks earn the starting job after this game, or is that a, hey, you're playing Alabama. Yeah. They're pretty damn good. One thing I did not realize is that Bryce Young already has 571 passing yards with yeah. seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That is insane. And I don't I didn't watch them play Mercer. I don't know how many times he threw the ball or how long he played. Ugh. He doesn't need to play long. That's insane. You played two weeks of football. Mm-hmm. These are mad numbers. Take yeah. a million dollars, Bub. You deserve it. Four or excuse me, Alabama with the fourteen and a half spread. I'm taking it now. Bryce Young's gonna throw all over the place. I'm a Bryce Young fan right now. Are you? That's all I needed to see. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, obviously the the guys up front too. Alabama has a very good offensive line. If you're like into the draft world, and I know a lot of our listeners probably are, that's gonna be a really good matchup to watch too. Because Florida does have some good pass rushers, uh, Brenton Cox and uh, what's the other guy's name? Zachary Carter. Both of them are good edge rushers. And Alabama has one of the best left tackles in the game, in the country, and Evan Neal. So he's going to have his hands full against Florida as well. First year starting, isn't it? At left tackle. Okay. He's started like this, like his third year starting, but he's played like a little bit of left guard, right guard, right tackle. It's almost kicking over the left. They just continue to replace talent. Oh, yeah. One year after. Even, you know, Evan Neal probably going to leave after this season. They've got two like five stars that they just recruited who are freshmen who are probably just sitting there waiting in the wings. And the thing about Alabama, when they get these five star players, they usually don't miss on the five star players. Yeah. You know, I've seen so many guys go to other programs, and it's like, oh, this guy was a five-star. Like, what happened to him? You rarely see that <laughs> at Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, if they can get the five stars. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, you're definitely right. Texas uh, – our Texas Longhorns being one of them. Uh, before we move on to the next game, are there any players that you're expecting to have a huge breakout performance this week? Not really. In this game. Not for me. I don't mean to me. put you on the spot, but – Just because I feel like there are so many players – for both these teams that we already know. Like with mm-hmm. Alabama, we've already known about uh, guys like Evan Neal. We know about Bryce Young, uh, John Mechie. The running backs at Alabama are pretty stocked, though. And I've been waiting for a couple of them uh, to see what they're going to do, who gets the carries. There's so many good ones there. And so far they've been going with Robinson a lot. But one guy that I do like is Jace McClellan. He, he's just a sophomore. And want to see how much he gets involved. And also the receivers. Like, not so much draft guys that aren't eligible, but um, what was Jamison Williams was the other Alabama receiver from week one that was like, oh, okay. Yep. This might actually be the guy. Like, we know about John Mechie, but Jamison Williams might be the guy that could break out because he had a very good game against Miami. A lot of people already know Mechie. So Williams could definitely be a guy that could break out. And on the Florida side, I feel like most of their, their prospects are known. But I am watching that young quarterback. I haven't 
sat down and really watched him play yet. I've seen the highlights. I've seen a couple here and there. But to watch the entire flow of the game is something I'm really excited about. And also, we're going to get another heavyweight matchup because Auburn travels to Penn State where they're going to have that whiteout this weekend. That's something I do want to experience. I know a lot of people were trying to get us to come to this game, and I would like to. I would like to get to Happy Valley sometime soon. Just not going to happen this weekend. I'm taking Penn State in this one as well. They're a favorite, uh, minus six, but I'm just not a believer in what Auburn is doing yet. They, yeah. I, they Look at the box score. They've killed their opponents. They've played Alabama State and Akron. <laughs> that, like Auburn should Ooh. kill those guys. Yeah. And I think first-year coach Brian Harson is probably trying to set the tone a little bit. He's running up the score, and I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not condemning him for it. So you're wanting to put those points on the board. You're wanting to get a guy like Bo Nix confident and comfortable in the offense. So he's maybe playing him a little bit longer than he needed to against some of those opponents. Mm-hmm. But this is Penn State, who just two weeks ago went into Madison, Wisconsin, and beat the Wisconsin Badgers. That's not easy to do. I don't, Especially I don't care. to open up the season. Yeah, right? I don't care what Wisconsin has on roster. That's a tough place to play. You know, they started playing jump around in the fourth quarter. It was a close game. Penn State didn't care at all. Don't even care about no. it. So they're another team that I am taking, uh, not buying into all the Auburn hype just yet. But I'll tell you, a guy to watch for Auburn is Tank Bigsby, their running back. He's only a sophomore, uh, but I, I really like what he's done so far. Everybody talks about Bo Nix. I was going to need say. to start looking at Tank Bigsby. And what a and name running for backs. a running back, too. Yeah. Like, hey, this is my son, Tank. What position does he play? Running back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the football. He's he's another one of those, like, uh, he's not huge. But, I mean, he's short, but he's thick. He he wears the name Tank well. He is, he is definitely a player to watch. Like I said, he's only a sophomore. But, I mean, we talk about Bijan Robinson and some of these other running backs that are young. You got to put Tank Bigsby's name up there too. Yeah. Uh, do you think this will be a high-scoring game, or do you think it'll be more of a defensive battle? Because Penn State's only favored by five. Yeah, I'm I'm going low-scoring game, actually, and I know that a lot of people are looking at the Auburn game because the points that they've put up before. But I I don't think that we're going to see that. I think that you know Penn State's going to run the ball and they're going to try to control the clock because they're a Big Ten team and that's what they do. And with Auburn, I think if they're going to have any success, it's going to be through the running game. So uh, I would actually take the under in that one, too. Uh, when I checked, it was at 53. But that's another game, much like the football game we'll see tonight, that I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of explosive offense in that one. And with Bo Nix, I know he's gotten a lot of heat in the past. You know, the last couple of years hasn't really lived up to the hype that was put upon him or set upon him, I should say. Do you think this is an opportunity for him to kind of earn some of that respect back or some I of mean, that I mean, it hype? is for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I watch this game on Saturday night, if he plays well, then, you know, we see it all the time. Guys make that third-year leap where it's like, oh, okay, kind of forgot about you. I didn't think you were any good. And then they blow up and they, they have a good season. So uh, that Penn State secondary is pretty good. If he can have a big game, uh, I will start to believe in him a little bit more. I'm very low on Bo Nix. Yeah, like, like, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> and the fact that they haven't really that played twisted. anyone yet this year, yeah, exactly. And then how about another blowout game that we'll see this weekend? Nebraska at Oklahoma. I just the line, the spread is twenty two and a half, and I'm going to release my my pick six tomorrow on the Draft Scout. I'm taking Oklahoma in this one. 
Like I watched Illinois do almost whatever they wanted on offense with a backup quarterback against Nebraska. This is Oklahoma at home. <laughs> I think the Sooners are going to roll right over them. Uh, I grew up liking Nebraska. was a huge Tommy Frazier fan. I want to see them be good again. However, it's Oklahoma, man. I, I think that there's enough of, like, this used to be an actual rivalry. So I think there's enough history, and I think Nebraska brings enough of a name that Oklahoma's not going to overlook them like they probably could or should. When will Nebraska move on from their starting quarterback? Because, I mean, it took Sarkeesian and Texas – Mm-hmm. three quarters to be like, yeah, hey, yep. uh, this just isn't happening. I should say like, maybe three and a half before they put in the senior Thompson. And I know Martinez is a senior here. Been at there some, for forever. Yeah, at some point you got to move on from it. Like it, just, it clearly doesn't seem to be the answer. Well, the problem even with have Nebraska a replacement? is they don't. <laughs> uh, there's no one else to for them to turn to. I mean, they had some other recruits in there, but they transferred. Uh, the McCaffrey kid mm-hmm. transferred. So I don't know that they really have anyone to turn to. Uh, Logan Smothers doesn't really do it for me. So I, I don't think that they will make a change. I think this is Adrian Martinez's job for the rest of the year. And honestly, he could be back next year. <laughs> I, I know that it seems like Gosh. he's been there forever, but last year didn't count towards eligibility. So yeah. he could come back next year. As a super senior. Well, they might not have a choice if they keep they, finding uh, They might recruits. want him to come back yeah. next year. He's been solid over the last couple games. Not He struggles through the air. He, the guy, he really can't throw Clearly. the ball. I mean, as a quarterback, very well. you know, that's yeah. something you should be able to do. Yeah, but I mean, through three games so far, he has 256 rushing yards. Leads the team. I mean, he really is. He's had his problems, but he's almost their only hope on offense. Which, yeah. again, is why I'm taking Oklahoma to cover that huge spread it's in Norman like I, I just think it's going to be too much I'm taking Oklahoma in this one and I also think this could be a situation where Spencer Rattler has his his Heisman game yeah, you know, we've, yeah. we've started talking about other guys like a Matt Corral at Ole Miss and some other guys are moving up and down through the odds I think this could be a situation where Spencer Rattler comes out and makes a statement not like a Heisman moment but uh hey let's remember I'm still here I can put up a lot of points how many touchdowns do you think puts up over five uh, I put it at five. I think five. I think he can go like four passing, one rushing. It, but that's if he needs to play the whole game. Yeah. But that, that Oklahoma defense is also pretty bad. Like, they've got to get their shit together. Yeah. I, I feel like we heard at the beginning of the season this is the best defense Oklahoma's had in a really long time. Yeah. And it's, it's still From bad, a though. beat <laughs> reporter in Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I think that that's just trying to – that's the whole I'm going to speak things into existence. Like, I've been there before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, like, I I don't really think that they're good, but I'm going to say but because they are talented. That's the crazy thing about Oklahoma is that defense is talented. And another thing that they have to deal with, the offense is so good that they're not on the field long. Yeah. They're scoring quick. They're scoring a bunch. And then it's like, all right, defense, trot right back out there. <laughs> By the time those big guys get a breather, it's like, shit, we got to go again. Yeah, I was just on kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'm back. <laughs> Let's go. Uh-huh. Or, you know, Oklahoma will win games and it'll be like 62 to 30. And people will look at that 30 and be like, their defense sucks. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. They're not playing conservatively on offense like the Big Ten is. <laughs> look at the offensive drive. Took two plays, 75 yards, and a yeah. touchdown. I'm back. Could they win 28 to nothing? Probably. <laughs> 
It's a little bit better for I recruiting when it's 62 to 30. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. The defense coordinator's like, hey, man, just take some more damn time off the clock. These guys, they can't handle it anymore. One of the years that I was coaching. What a problem to have, though. Like, I was the, uh, the special teams coordinator. It was my first year ever coaching. And we had an offensive coordinator. Obviously, he called plays. And a defensive coordinator. We didn't even really have, like, a head coach. Like, we had a guy that was overseeing the junior high program. But we didn't really have a head coach. So we didn't need one. We had like three coaches for yeah. one team. And so the defensive coach was talking about how like, man, we just need to get some help on the offensive side. Like We could be pretty solid because we were literally losing games like 14 to nothing. Oh, shoot. And then the offensive coordinator is like, coach, with all due respect, look at time of possession. Because teams were just running right down the middle, five yards at a time. And it would take like an entire quarter. We would literally have like six possessions in the game. <laughs> so we were just getting our asses kicked. What are but... they, 12-minute quarters in middle school? No, not even that long. I think No, it was like, yeah, 12 minutes yeah. in high school. Yeah, like It'd be eight. eight, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they were just taking up a whole quarter. 25 drive minutes. Down and, score, yeah. and then we would lose 12 to nothing because they couldn't make extra points or two-point conversions. <laughs> but everybody would be like, man, our defense is lights out. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> it's actually bad, too. But, I mean, Oklahoma, maybe they could have a better defense if they, they wanted to. But what they're doing is working. They're the number three team in the country. I think they're okay with what Lincoln Riley's doing there. Absolutely. Uh, how about speaking of these quarterbacks uh, from earlier? You talk about Florida. When would Nebraska make a change? Bo Nix. Uh, I did want to talk about the Ohio State quarterbacks because – a lot of people are starting to kind of panic about the quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know about you, but I got some DMs even of people asking about the Ohio State situation. When could we see some of these other quarterbacks go? I don't know that we will. And I think that for, for a team like Ohio State, they have four really good quarterbacks. If they had one really good quarterback in C.J. Stroud and then some other like just three stars that were behind him, no one would care about how well he was playing. Yep. It would be, he's a freshman, let's take our time with him, let's be patient. But because you have so many other you know, four, five-star quarterbacks behind him, three of them, I think a lot of people are starting to wonder and panic a little bit of, should we get some of these other quarterbacks involved? And I mean, if you're an Ohio State fan, I, I'd say pump the brakes. I, I think you're okay. You were wowed by some of the quarterback numbers that you heard earlier. Uh, pull up C.J. Strouds. Because the dude has been balling out for Ohio State. Yeah, he has almost 800 passing yards in two games. Talking about Madden video game type numbers, he's doing it. Now, there have been some throws that have been bad. There's you know the late interceptions, yep. some overthrows. But I do want to tell Ohio State fans, like it's going to be okay. Look at the two games that he's played in. First two games he's ever started. On the road at Minnesota at night. Yeah. On a Thursday night, like that was a tough environment to go into. And then your defense didn't do you any favors because they got gashed by Mohamed Ibrahim. Yeah. For like 200 yards before he got injured. So they were already kind of playing kind of from behind, trying to score some points late. And then against Oregon, the Ohio State defense looked bad again, but he had a good day. So I, I think that they just need to kind of calm down. Let CJ Stroud 
figure out this offense. He's played well. Like I said, 778 yards passing in two games with seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah, and one of those interception, one of those interceptions, excuse me, being the one that ended the game against Oregon. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what a lot of the, it's going to be the last thing people saw, right? Like yeah. that's the last pass we saw from CJ Stroud. Was like, okay, well, hey, you guys lost this game because of that. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a good look. They play Tulsa this week. Hopefully he gets that redemption game of okay, hey, yeah. I'm good. But the thing with Tulsa is they've actually kind of had some like defensive studs the last couple of years, haven't they? Yeah, they played um, Oklahoma State, I think, close. Yeah, they had Zayvon Collins last year. They mm-hmm. had some corners. I think they might have ended up transferring, but they've they've had some guys. They're not a terrible program. Ohio State should not play them close. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I didn't look up the spread on that one because it should be bad. Uh, 24 and a half. Yeah, I, if you want to get crazy and bet it, take it. <laughs> hey, that That's easy money for you. That's not even one that you should think about. I do think Ohio State will win that game pretty handedly. And then looking at like the rest of their schedule, these next four games – should be okay for C.J. Stroud in Ohio State. You have Tulsa, you have Akron, Rutgers, and Maryland. Rutgers has been playing better than they usually do. But Ohio State should – you should get four games there to where you can kind of figure out what's going on with C.J. Stroud, especially over these next two games. And, hell, against Akron, maybe that's when we get some reps from another quarterback. If Auburn can put 60 on Akron, Ohio State can put 120 on them. They should. I mean, they should be able to. That game against Maryland, though, like that offense for Maryland hasn't looked bad. To his little brother, yeah, Rutgers and Maryland haven't looked bad. He's had he's so got six hundred and six yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, he's a guy to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah, they're putting some numbers up in the Big Ten this year. Okay. Even C.J. Stroud, like that last game, they. I don't know why they got so far away from the running game that they did. I know they were playing from behind, but still, you got to give your backs. A little bit of you know, touches there. Yeah. Take some of that pressure off of a young quarterback. But I, I do think that Ohio State is still going to be fine. It's just that it's a blessing and a curse to have four really good quarterbacks. Because every time C.J. Stroud has an overthrow or an interception or just doesn't put together a good drive, even in that week one game, people were already looking at it and thinking, all right, who's the next guy coming in? Who's the backup? What's the Jack Miller or McCord? How can doing? you handle that situation? And as Ryan, like in a position of Ryan Day, where it's okay, hey, we don't want to give another kid an opportunity because that completely takes the confidence away from C.J. Stroud. But if he plays well, it's good, like your guy he's our new starter. Exactly. You know, where I, if you bring in or even mention Nick Foles, it takes a shot at his ego and his confidence. And I think it's maybe I don't know C.J. Stroud, but I think for any quarterback. It would take a shot at your confidence when they're talking about the backup. Or, you know, if C.J. Stroud does have an interception and then, you know, that backup quarterback's on the sideline throwing the football. It's like, oh, shit, I'm about to lose my job. Or, you know, even with our Texas Longhorns. I I think it was definitely like I know they said it was a competition and it's been like a friendly good one. But I I know that even with Hudson Card, anytime he had a bad throw, I'm sure that he was wondering, like, oh, it's – well, especially when he had those, time for Thompson to come in. Well, when he had those two deep balls with the receiver being wide open and he missed both of them, mm-hmm. like yeah, he's like, okay, well, I lost this. Well, and some guys don't respond to that pressure. Yeah. Some guys need coddled Carson Wentz. I think he needs coddled to be like, hey, no, you are our guy, one hundred percent. We're not going to anybody else. Don't worry about it. But then there are other guys like maybe even a Casey Thompson who's like, no, I'm going to go out here and win this job. Yeah, this is my opportunity. I'm going to take it. And with Ohio State, they know these kids a lot better than I do. So I, I think that they probably have it figured out, and that's maybe one of the reasons why we don't see Ohio State moving on 
two different quarterbacks. We haven't seen Quinn Ewers yet. Who, I was going to say, do you think we see Ewers this year? I just, I can't imagine playing him this year. I would even think that like maybe even part of that agreement it was, hey, you're going to come in and you're going to take your red shirt. Yeah. And I know that with the NCAA rules, you can play four games and still red shirt, but I – I mean, he just got there like two, three weeks ago. So it was just more of the understanding of you're here. To and I know he money. came from a big-time program in the state of Texas. He's probably a very smart quarterback. Mm-hmm. But going from a high school offense to the Ohio State offense in just three weeks or in one season, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. So I don't know that we will see Ewers play at all this season, especially with the guys that are in front of him. He's got a lot to do to catch up and even be – the number two guy in that offense. But I, I do think that Ohio State still very good. Like, I know you lost one game. The good news wasn't a conference game. Yeah. You can still find your way into the college football playoff uh, with one loss. And, you know, one thing that we've been talking about a lot, and I've heard a lot of other people talking about too, I think you even mentioned it on the show yesterday, yesterday mm-hmm. was, uh, man, college football is just better when this team's good. And I think that Ohio State is definitely one of those teams where college football is just better when Ohio State is. And we're going to watch college football regardless. And it's really, it's an ebb and flow thing of, well, this team's really good, so this team is bad. But we always have, like, those couple of blue blood programs. Like, even, like, Texas is up there. I, I think a lot of people consider them a blue blood. Mm-hmm. They're down. USC, they're down. Alabama, when I was a kid, sucked. Yeah. Right? They were not good until Nick Saban got there. And so you see those teams, they like, with USC, when Reggie Bush was there, I didn't think there would be a time in my life where USC was bad. So I thought the same thing with Texas because you went from Vince McCoy, or <laughs> Vince Young. From, yeah, <laughs> I got two of them. Vince, That'd be one hell of Vince, a quarterback, boy, it would. <laughs> Vince Young and Colt McCoy. And I was like, all right, sweet. Who do we got next? Garrett Gilbert, false. Who was a five-star yep. recruit supposed to be like the dude? Who's next? David yeah. Ash, false. Who's next? Case McCoy, mm-hmm. next. Yeah. Who freaking cares? Yeah, it's just been. It's I think been it not was Bouchelle and then Ellinger, and now here there's we are. A, uh, Tyrone Swoops was in there. That's right. Yeah, what was that other guy? Heard. Yep. Yeah, it was. It's been. It's been rough. But who are some teams that for you specifically? Who, when they're good, you think college football is better? Um. So we already mentioned USC and Texas. I think Michigan is for sure. I talked about them yep. yesterday. You know, like the big house when that gets rocking, and you just get the big yellow M everywhere with the blue too. It's just. It's just something about when they're good. I feel like college football is on another level. I feel like Notre Dame is there too. Now I know they've been yep. to the college football lately, and they've been yeah, they're up. But they're I up would there. Agree with that. They just they need the court. Like you know, what I mean, there's nothing exciting about the quarterback. When Brady Quinn was a quarterback, and they were winning there, it was like okay, hey, Notre Dame, like this is fun to watch. There's something to be excited about. He's going to the NFL. Let's see how he does. We know how it eventually turned out. But next- I was watching the game when Brady Quinn came in. Oh, and really? I, I, who was the quarterback? It was like Holiday or something like that. It was a long time ago. Uh, but I was watching, and I heard like the play-by-play guys talking about Brady Quinn. And saw him play. I thought he was like the next John Elway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was pretty young. I think it was in high school maybe. But I, I thought he was the dude. And even like when he came in, he was like, okay, at Notre Dame. He struggled at times. But even when he was drafted by the Browns, I thought – this, they got their guy. Yeah, this is the difference. <laughs> I really did. I was I bought in hard to that Brady I Quinn. I played the brands on franchise mode with Brady Quinn. I can mm-hmm. admit that as a kid. I used to play uh, NCAA football. With yeah. Him and Jeff Shamarja. Yes. Just, yeah. Which is freaking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I do think with Notre Dame, they're just so – 
you hate them or love them. 100%. Like, if Notre Dame's good, people will bitch about, like, oh, their schedule's not hard at all. Well, it's tougher than what most people are actually doing. It's yep. tougher than most Pac-12 schedules. It's tougher than a lot of the ACC schedules because they'll throw in a USC or a Michigan here and there. <laughs> yeah. But if you love them, uh, you're going to support them. And I think there are a lot of casual Notre Dame fans, too or fair-weather Notre Dame fans, where they go into hiding as soon as Notre Dame like loses a game or two. Yeah, but you're they'll not roll with them. From them. Yeah. Yep, if they're good. And I do think that for college football, it is better when Notre Dame is, is that villain. They're like the Yankees in baseball. Like you're just you're paying attention to them, One whether night, you yeah. hate them and you want to talk shit on them, or you just kind of like them. I mean, I catch myself every college football season for the longest time just kind of checking. I was like, how is Notre Dame doing? Like, how's the yep. season going? And now that I'm fully invested in it, definitely keeping a clear, uh, a close eye on them. Next up for me, I put Nebraska and Florida. Florida and the Nebraska I put because I heard about them as a kid. Because I was going to say, Nebraska is an interesting one because you've probably never actually so seen them I, be good. I actually never – I was never able to see them be good, but I always heard about it. And growing up in Liberal, there were Nebraska fans – I mean, the guy that worked at our tire shop, his son was in my class. We're, we're still really good buddies up to this day. But he had a huge Nebraska tattoo, like, on his shoulder. So you'd go into the car shop with your parents to get the car worked on. Does. What, still works there? Still has the tattoo. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might have ripped it off at this point. Uh, but then Scratched it off just being nervous <laughs> these watching games. <laughs> uh, and then next up I put Florida because they were good when I was younger, like the Tim Tebow days. Like, that was mm-hmm. something – that you pay, you were always watching Florida when it came to their games on the weekends. And like, Urban Meyer. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, Urban Meyer didn't really give a freaking you know, crap about. But Tim Tebow yeah. and Percy Harvin, those were the guys I was like, yep, this is fun football to watch. Yeah, those are pretty much the ones I have too. And, like, we're going to watch college football regardless. I mean, look at the teams that we left out. Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, It's never Clemson. fun when Oklahoma's good. <laughs> Not for about? us. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good. Like, the area that we're in, there are so many Oklahoma fans. And they're, like, a national brand. Uh, but I, I can remember when they were bad, too. Like, even with Texas, I can remember, you know, mid-'90s when they just they were irrelevant. And it's same with Oklahoma. I can remember when they were pretty bad or they were down before Bob Stoops came in and rebuilt that program. Alabama was – not good for a very long time. Yeah. And now they're clearly back. But the, I think the great thing about college football is that regardless of who is good, it's going to be good. It, that we're not, like, reliant on one team being good. Just like in the NFL. Like, the Patriots dominated for years. But when I was a kid growing up, again, they weren't good. Mm-hmm. Or the Browns have been dog shit for forever, and now they're kind of good again. It's just exciting that in sports you get those teams that – will be really bad for a long time, and then they get good. College football, a little bit more difficult, but I think you can look at the Blue Bloods or you know even whatever the tier below that one is, Yeah. and eventually they, these teams will make their comeback. Eventually Texas will be back to, well, I'm not even going to say it, moving to the SEC. They might just be done for. <laughs> which, is, which sucks to think about, honestly. Yeah, I, if they stayed in the Big 12, I think eventually Texas would get it righted. I don't know if they will in the SEC. Saw Arkansas kick the shit out of them. I would love for them to, but I don't know now. Because, I mean, recruits are going to look at me like, you guys just lost to Arkansas. Yeah. I did see they were going after a five-star corner uh, that was committed to USC. <laughs> so people are, are already trying to poach from USC and being like, hey, your coach is gone, which is part of recruiting. Well, we know the recruiting coordinator is pretty damn good. 
segment number three of the show brought to you by Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. If you're one of our local listeners or if you're in the listening area, the big guy and myself will be in there where we usually are on Thursday nights enjoying those two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up, downtown Lube. Be sure to go visit Mark Edder and the boys right here in Joplin, Missouri for all your vehicle needs. They do more than just tires and lube. Be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. And one of the great things that we are doing tonight, Big Country, we play in our golf league yes, every sir. Thursday. This is the last one. This is our, our last week of the golf league. We are in roughly dead last place. We are... I don't even know if you could say we are competitive in this league. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're at the bottom. Buddy. We are a couple strokes away from the next team. I think they have, what is it that they call it? They two flights. That's how good we are. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the damn <laughs> yeah. flights. Jesus criminy. Uh, I did know that. Just kidding. But the two flights, we just need to have a flight of our own. Like, who mm-hmm. can finish the last place flight? We've owned that. I don't think anyone's even. That's how we need to look at it. Like, we need to go into today and be like, pfft. No one wants to test last place. Water, water's warm. Yeah. You know, it's just fine. Nice little temperature. <laughs> uh-huh. Who and wants after, to compete for this? After we finish tonight, we will be at Club 6 and 9 as a little, like, send-off party. We need to celebrate cool. last place because we've held that from the start. There are so many, like, situations in life where you need to buy a trophy for. <laughs> and I feel like we've encountered so many of those recently. Tonight would be, like, another one to where we need a, a big-ass trophy because I don't think first place gets a trophy. We need a big-ass trophy for last place. I might stop by a trophy store and just see what I can work out. Like, hey, can I just borrow one for tonight? Yeah. How much to rent this one? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't need to buy it. I just want to rent it for like I four hours. I promise I'll bring it back. Just need it to celebrate mm-hmm. for a couple picks. We'll bring it It's here. like a go to a pawn shop and be like, here, I'll give you this. You hold on to it. Exactly. It's kind of like the opposite, though. Maybe like I should go to a pawn shop you. and see if there's a trophy. We don't need cash. Like, I'll give you this watch that my grandfather gave me. You let me take this trophy for five hours. Take my driver's license. If I get pulled over, I'm really going to need <laughs> uh-huh. it. There's I don't a have a driver's body. license, but I do have this giant trophy, officer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just admitting you don't have a license. I'd be like, holy shit, I ride around with you everywhere. <laughs> there are days where I feel like I shouldn't. But uh, our great buddy, Rob Forrest of the Sports Edge, hosts our golf tournament, or sorry, golf league every week. Uh, I even put it out on on Twitter, some of our scores that we've had. We're getting better. Like last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, we were at uh, six over. Last week, we were at five over. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can we can improve. You think we can go even today? No. Hard up, dog? <laughs> I think not we with could. that mindset. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen us play. It's not good. But I think we can We can set a PR. We can go we four. Can... We can go. I'm in that two to four range. I think we can pull it off. I just want a couple birdies tonight. We've gotten one the last two rounds. Let's get a couple tonight. We're playing the back nine. Yep. I like the back nine much better. I did too, actually. Yep. Manscaped, uh, mic'd up 20. Save on that one. Also on the back nine. Uh, but what about like? You let's threw me talk for a loop. I was like, "What? You just ending the show? Okay." <laughs> no. Uh, well, let's talk about some other like golf stuff, golf rules. And we did this on Two Guys a Girl in a podcast. Uh, R.I.P. And we did our dream like foursome. So three people that you would like to golf with. Yeah, be sure to include yourself this mm-hmm. time. You, I will be there <laughs> golfing. I am part of the four. Uh, but the three that I have, I, I think it might be the greatest golf foursome of all time. 
myself, mm-hmm. hi, Bill Murray, Paige Speronic, who, dear Lord, uh, she's got to be involved. And then I put John Daly. Like, let's get an actual real golfer in there, but also somebody who's going to rip some cigs and take some shots. Oh, I mean, and pound some beers. Like, this dude's just going to have the time of his life. I haven't, I just did Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. And honestly, it would probably be you and then I, because I just think the four us of us. versus them. <laughs> well, that for sure. And it would just be like, we'd be able to get story. I feel like we'd just be able to sit there and bullshit with them and talk and just hear their crazy stories. I'm like, wow, that's nuts. Because you're very good about getting people to be competitive Could ask about things. Michael Jordan how much money he actually owed the mafia. You would have the balls to ask him that. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I, I'd get whacked by the mafia. I, I, with Jordan, he would just be so competitive. Like if we were with those two, I would choose to play with Tiger. Yeah. Because like if I mess up, Tiger would probably just be like, ah, "That's cool." Like clearly, I've got us. <laughs> yeah. If you mess up and you're with Jordan, it's like, "Hey, get it right, or I'm gonna fucking kill you." Now, if we took this as, like, you went out with your foursome and I went out with my foursome and there's all eight of us together, then I'm probably going to put Charles Barkley on mine. Yeah. Just did so Charles I could laugh at his. his swing? They said he did. I haven't – I don't know how – it's kind of one of those deals where, like, you fix it, but when do you revert back to your other Right. It's swing? like, uh, you know, throughout the combine process, everybody was like, oh, Tebow changed his throwing motion. Mm-hmm. Then I watched him play in the NFL. I was like, nope, that's the same one he had in Florida. Yeah. Like, you fixed it for a little bit. But when you're out there, you will you'll revert back to what mm-hmm. you know. That's like another weird tangent of you can't like fix mechanics. Yeah, it's just it is what it and is. And there are so many college coaches that just they ignore it completely. And they're like, I don't care. I've got you for three years. You throw the ball pretty well now. Like Vince Young, Tim mm-hmm. Tebow. Those are two guys that really needed to fix their throwing mechanics and didn't because it worked well enough and – college i feel like the golf swing or at least my golf swing is the same way it's too late to fix it's it's not going to happen i'm almost 34 years old i feel like i i'm in a a spot where i can i just don't know how i don't either there's so much like fundamentally and that's part of like the highs and lows of what this entire golf league has been is the amount of times that i have said i just don't get it that's uh, another thing that i did want to dive into is like some of the highs and the lows of our golf league experience so far and one of them is definitely your frustration level (laughs) of those like first three weeks of you just being absolutely pissed off and i finally admitted it i think at like (laughs) whole nine that third week where it's just like you know what man i'm just not good and i need to accept it (laughs) i feel like i got real deep with it too because like there's just so many things i wanted to be good at and i'm just not and it's frustrating and i i I feel like i had to to talk you off the ledge (laughs) (laughs) it's like hey man you're driving the golf cart right now let's not do anything stupid there's a tree in front of us (laughs) turn the wheel (laughs) you're going full speed but then it was just like after that i hit the ball and i think i put it like maybe five yards from the green i was like all right hey just accept you're not good at this game Mm -hmm. it's fine drink a beer have some yeah. fun and enjoy the weather. I do think that there was a moment where you you got pretty frustrated with me. I <laughs> don't really care about golf or play in that a in, lot. I, I played twice this year before. I can admit now because it's last week. I did, but it wasn't <laughs> because of that mindset. It was because of how well you still play with that being your mindset of like I don't care if I'm bad, but you're golfing really good, <laughs> and it was just like. 
how the fuck does he do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm just in my mind. I, like, I would watch you go up and swing, and you just hit the ball, and you turn around, and you got this big happy face, like, look on your face. I'm like, hey, that's it. Just just go have some fun. Hit mm-hmm. the ball. I go up there. <laughs> I do this every time with my drivers. Like, just have fun. And then, like, right as I get my back swing, <laughs> there's someone on my eyes like, hit the fucking piss out of it. And I freaking <laughs> swing as hard as I can. And then, and then I get pissed and confused. and like, I don't even know where it went. I sliced it. And you're like, hey, bub, you went 20 yards to the left. And I'm looking to the right in, in the air thinking that's where my ball is. And yeah. so I think that was the frustrating part. Now it's just, I don't care. It's been so much more fun, like, not caring about it. 100%. I used to care a lot about how, not a lot. I used to care a little bit about how I would shoot, and I'd get frustrated. And even now, like, there will be times where I get frustrated. Like, I'll top the ball, and it'll go 30 feet in front of me, and I'll drop some F-bombs. I'll throw <laughs> a club here and there. But for the most part, like, I rally well. I don't yeah. – it's not something that sticks with me, and I'm, like, thinking about it on the next hole. Yeah. I've done and forgot about it. Well, you it. went in with low expectations, too, which Incredibly is – Incredibly low, which, which has been – accurate. <laughs> it has been helpful for you. Me, I went in like I've been golfing all spring, all summer. I've already done a Tuesday night golf league with another buddy of mine. Won the most improved. Granted, we finished last in that as well. Did you take some lessons? Um, I I pretty much did during that league because it was like, hey, every person I golfed with was a, a very very good golfer, and I was like, just help me out, like whether you can, like tips and tricks. And so I feel like I had everything fine tuned. I'd done at least two tournaments at that point where I'd been invited to come play. So going into this, I was like, hey, we're going to be fine, dude. Like, don't worry about it. We're going to shoot so much better than you think. No way we finish last. First tee box, first night. We start on hole three. Mm-hmm. It's like a 500-yard par four. I'm like, okay, here's your time to shine. You've been hitting your driver straight. Go up there, set the tee on, set the ball on the tee, get myself in position, do the old practice swing, set the old driver three times on the ground, Little get your wrist locked you up. You have like a ritual? Mm-hmm. Doesn't Maybe fucking matter though, I'll tell you that. It's like my free throws. I can do it at the same time. Still I didn't know miss. I needed a tee off ritual. I just figured it out because I was hitting the ball straight. I was like, okay. this is, I, is I, that like a thing that everybody does? It was like does? a little superstition thing that I had going. Some uh-huh. people do. Well, I know like the free throw thing. Everybody yeah. has like their thing that they do. I feel like some people do, some people don't. It's just whatever is more yeah. comfortable for you. So I go in there and do that. I go to hit the ball, and I know there's guys watching. It's like, I'm going to show off. They're going to be like, man, this guy's hitting the piss out of the ball right here to start. Like, uh oh. I top it and send it straight left and bounce it off a tree and lose it in a ditch. <laughs> That's how I started off this golf league. Yeah. And I was been pissed for three weeks after that. I love being involved with the golf league to hear the way people speak. Oh, I've man. picked up a couple little sayings. <laughs> I, I always ask you, like, we, what are we doing? Are we sitting two, shooting three here? Like, that's my big one. I'll, I know that one now. The first time you hit me with it, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. You probably got your hopes up. Like, was he watching, like, YouTube videos or something? I did. No, I heard some bullshit that somebody else said, and I just took it and ran with it. But I, picking up on the little golf lingo. It, but also feeling sorry for the golf ball because the way people will talk about their golf Nothing ball. Nothing gets verbally abused more than a golf ball. <laughs> I'm surprised that I haven't pissed anybody off yet because guys will like shout out just the most ridiculous thing at their golf ball out of frustration. And I'm like dying laughing. Like that's the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. I have to send so a I, like, I don't like, even think we can repeat some of it. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I like this show. Don't want to get it canceled. But it's just. I, I always try to tell them, it's like, hey, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because that was hilarious. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I've never heard anyone say that. I've never seen someone do this. I mean, I've done that this golf league. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Which one? I missed the ball. 
<laughs> you did. You need to tell that one because I've so, never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> we go up. I think it was hole nine. It was the same day that I admitted. It was like, I'm just not good at golf and I need to realize it. Here we are. This That whole thing started off with me going to the tee box. Melo let me use this driver. It's got a stiffer shaft. Um, That's and right. Ayo. And my driver is, is real flexible, so it's all over the place. And someone. God damn it. It's someone had pointed it out to me. So I set the tee up and your driver head has a bigger head on it. So stiffer shaft, bigger head. (laughs) That's where we're at for sure. And I get everything set up. I'm ready to go. And I just swing it because it was like, this isn't my club. I definitely, I don't want it to break, but he's been hitting the piss out of the ball. I know this is a better driver. And I swing, I take my head off the ball and I'm looking down the fairway thinking that's where the ball is after I hit it. I don't see the ball, and everyone is dying laughing. <laughs> I look at the ground, and the ball has literally just dropped straight down. I hit nothing but T. I didn't hit the ground. I all clearly tea. didn't hit the ball. I hit all T with Melo's driver the fact that and you sent it fit flying. The driver head underneath the ball and literally make no contact with the ball, all T, no grass, <laughs> and for that ball to just fall like ah, i'm done here <laughs> yeah when i picked the ball up it was covering the hole of what the teeth left and the tee went like honestly 20 yards yeah it flew because that, that's what I, when i was looking down the fairway i was like man that tee went really far where's the ball <laughs> i didn't skyscraper it straight up yeah i was gonna I say i've slice seen guys it hook it. slice it or send it straight up to where it's like man that went 10 feet i've topped it before where mm-hmm. it's gone like not far at all but i've never seen anybody just make contact with the tee to where the ball literally just fell didn't go any distance forwards, backwards. It just fell. And that's just my luck. I mean, if you know me, you just know something like that would happen to me. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> we were with a good group of guys that week, too. So it was fun to see. I think another thing that goes into our, our strategy is our, our beer strategy, which has been all over the place. I think I figured it out for me, though. And that first hole, I think you have to – you got to kill a beer. You got to finish one beer. And then after that, uh, maybe start to take it a little bit slower, go like two holes per beer. It's also been ridiculously hot when we've been golfing. Yeah. This last week wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah. A couple I don't drink well when it's hot. I don't either. I just get, it's, it's exhausting. It takes it out it's of you. It's cold out. Look out. Well, I could 40. I could kill a lot of beers. But when it's this hot out and I'm being somewhat active, but I, I do think that that first hole, you got to do one beer, one yep. for one. And then afterwards, started to tail off a little bit. I We drank eight last week. Was it eight? Yep. Well, shit. So I put three beers per nine holes. Uh-huh. I guess I need to up that to yeah, four. Yeah, I, I, I wanted realize. to let you know that there were more beers consumed. You had, you had one little extra. I, I had her fill up the, the cooler that they have. Mm-hmm as much as she could that would hey, still fit ice. I don't know if anyone else has seen this, but the little cooler that comes with the attachment that you just slide onto the golf cart that comes from the clubhouse, mm-hmm. I've never seen it anywhere else. That is a genius idea. It's got to be everywhere, but I had not I mean, either. I've also not been golfing at really nice courses because exactly. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that again tonight, uh, maybe even recap it a little bit tomorrow, but we're also going to have that um, – Last night party at Club 609 tonight. Um, I just know we're going to be sounding rough tomorrow. Yeah, a little forewarning. Episode might be coming out a little later tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) On that one. But we will be back at it tomorrow. Don't forget, check out Manscaped. Use code MikedUp20 for all your Manscaped 
trimmer needs just because it's starting to cool off doesn't mean you should stop trimming go check them out at manscaped.com